That leads to a good point because you got to understand that these laws are not written for us. Right. And so, I mean, even when you go back to the Second Amendment and when it was ratified, when the, when the Bill of Rights were ratified or what have you, you know, it was about what? Repelling insurrections. Right. And gun owners at that time were Protestants. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, even in the days of the militia, you know, like like uh, Lou said, is that, you know, blacks couldn't even join the militia unless they were drummers or, or buglers. So, uh you know, and then even afterwards, after the Civil War, you know, uh, you know, fast forward 100 years, it was all about, okay, taking away the guns that, you know, freed persons may have had while they were, you know, enlisted in the army, right? And so that actually happened. They actually, uh, despite the fact that that was something that they didn't want to happen with the British, because the British did the same thing, you know, prior to the Revolutionary War, they did that to black folks because they believe uh, that free black folks was a dangerous item and we need to get any weapons that they have out of their hands. And so you fast forward that, you look at the NRA, what McLeod said about the, uh, you know, the Black Panthers, it never was applied to us. And so that's why the NRA is silent, right? That's why they're silent. And because it never, we weren't looked as as the persons that were supposed to be even granted the freedoms under the Constitution, and so yeah. you know and that mindset has carried on two hundred and some odd years later, and so um, I think that's why it's important to have the National African American Gun Association, and so persons like ourselves who have the ability to to purchase guns and go about it the right way and do everything legally can get involved and do our things, protect our families. And in those states where we can conceal carry or open carry or what have you, do that. And so make the Second Amendment work for you at the end of the day. What Crump was saying about the NAGA, y'all, I've joined NAGA, National African American Gun Association. So you I'm in the local said, Dallas. What's a nigga? What, NAGA. NAGA. That's the funny thing. It's NAGA. N-A-A-G-A. Naga, y'all join. It's just twenty nine dollars a year, man. So that's nothing. That's what's up. So I joined. Yeah, so I, I, I actually joined, joined it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I joined. The, they have local chapters. So I joined the Dallas cha- Dallas chapter, and what's funny, man, it's mostly women joining. Yeah, sixty percent. You know, we go to the gun range like once a month. We started out with three three dudes, man. I was the third member, so they done they don't put me on the damn board. <laughs> <laughs> I can't show. I, all I can do is he told me to go home and just practice doing this to my nine. It's sad, dog. You gotta go home and practice. I got it down now, though. But look, though, man, we up to like fifteen members in one month, man, and it's mostly women. But he showed us this thing from Naga, which is called Nest Naga Emergency uh, Support Team. Y'all heard of that? Yeah. Um, basically, if something pops off at your house anywhere, you can call them, and it's like. 20, 25 brothers to show up. Oh, so now we got our own well-regulated. We got our own back. We got that's our own back. Yeah, yeah, so y'all, 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 hey, man, y'all join that. It's just $29. $39 for you and your uh, you and your wife, like $49 for, for your family. So hey, yeah. Let's rewind a, a bit about that Naga. Um, okay. so, uh, dude, I don't think we said what the name is. Uh, 
think it's National African American Gun Association, right? Yeah. So that's what it is, and it was it's it's relatively new. It was just founded in 2015, yeah. um, Georgia, um, largest uh, minority gun association in the in the U.S. And as Bruce is saying yeah. in his local chapter, that's not the uh, that's not abnormal. With Naga, when I did the research, it said about sixty percent of the members are uh, are women. Thirty thousand members, seventy-five chapters in five years. Um, the president is saying that he wants to make um, it's, it's getting big, man. It's getting big. It, it, it's similar to the to the earlier um, goals of the NRA. Yeah. Um, trying to teach, as Bruce was saying, trying to teach people how to handle their firearms, um, safety, responsibility, stuff like that. But they are, they have expressed that they want to take on a more social um, slant as well. I believe they said their stated goal is for every, uh, I'm not sure if it's minority or every black person in the United States that own a firearm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, which is you know, which is which is feasible. Man. Absolutely, I think. Just like, I think in the middle, like before, man, everybody sitting in a meme, man. That we buying Jordans, they buying guns. Uh -huh. Yeah, that. <laughs> I mean, I think it honestly. I'm I think it's reasonable to think that everybody should have an assault rifle, at least one. You know, what I'm saying, and have a couple, you know, handguns. Yeah. So man. if you out and about, you know, what I'm saying something go down, you can protect yourself. And if you're the crib, you light it up, air it out. You know, what I'm saying you got to do that. In those states where you can, because most states you can't, you know, Maryland, you know, like Quasi said, we're we're restricted to our homes, and the standard for actually carrying a weapon outside the home is so high. You got to yeah. have a business, and you got to show some type of need that you're cash heavy and that you're in dire straits all the time. Um, it's 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 really hard. So, but y'all folks, y'all good old boys down in Texas and Georgia, yeah, y'all. It, hey, it, Wakanda too. Wakanda I don't leave home without it. Yeah, you got it. You definitely. If I was down there, I'd be wearing every day. But um, <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, no matter how much education these brothers get, attorneys, doctors, lawyers, whatever. Well, I guess the attorney's a lawyer. You know, that that accent ain't going nowhere, as they say, Merlin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Merlin. Hey, hey, what's the what's the guideline? Maybe we take this offline. But if you're traveling um, through Maryland. I, I'm assuming you can have it in your in your possession, but locked up and stored away. Yeah. So so actually, it brings me to something I was going to circle back to, Lou, specifically to answer your question. Let's say if I, uh, let's say Crump and I, you know, want to go to the gun range together, right? Technically, the way you're supposed to do it in Maryland is your gun is supposed to be packed away in like a case in your trunk, mm -hmm. and your ammunition. It's supposed to be in either the uh, front seat or on the floor of your car so that if you are pulled over by the police and you announce, hey, I have a permit, I have a gun in my car, my gun is, my pistol is in the trunk and my ammunition is on the floor, they know that you can't get to it to put them in danger. Hmm. That's the way you're supposed to travel with it in the state of Maryland, if you don't have a concealed license, but like, again, if we were going to the gun range to practice, we could transport it without it being an issue. You see what I'm saying? I mean, that, that raises a question for me. Um, 
So do you have to? Because that seems like a um, indirect way of telling the police that you have a gun. Whereas yes. some states, you don't have to divulge to the cops that you have a gun. But if you, I, I would think if you have it locked up in the trunk with the ammo and the gun, locked up, out of your reach, and, and locked up, why do you need to have the ammunition? This, uh, I don't expect you to answer this, but why do you have to have the uh, ammunition they, on the floor? They want you. They want you to demonstrate to the police officer here that you can't arm or you know cock the gun or what have you to use against them. So again, if the pistol is in the trunk and your ammunition is on the floor, there's no way you're arming the gun that would then put the police officer in danger. Yeah, and to go to your point, Lou, is that at the end of the day, nobody's asking, unless the police officers ask that you have a weapon, I'm not disclosing that shit, you know what I mean? Um, but if you have a concealed carry, you know, I believe you have an identification card and you may be in their system. What's the crime rate? The crime rate? Well, is, arm with, oh, well that, that involves uh, guns or shootings. I mean, it's pretty high. We in Baltimore City and Prince George's County, gun rate is pretty high like any other city. Baltimore is probably top three in the nation, top five in the nation. Yeah, well, Baltimore ain't no fucking joke. Yeah, I know yeah. Baltimore, but Prince George's, y'all kind of like the suburbs of part of it, right? Yeah, no, nah, but PG County's gun homicide rate is pretty high, too. It's the oh, second yeah. highest in the state. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Still black folks at the end of the day, and you got to understand that you got spillover communities in D.C. that are still black all black and uneducated and poverty is a bitch. You know, and the ones got pushed away from like the ghetto, like where Howard is. Right, now. yeah, I mean, nice. they and, and, and they, they, were put, they were there before gentrification. They're like yeah. right outside DC. It's like the difference between East Point and Atlanta. It's the same stuff, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know. But, hey, um, hey, but, but Crump, you, 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 you hit on something big. So like whether you announce if you have a gun or not in your car in Maryland, if you have a concealed license and or if you have that Arizona uh, license permit I was telling you about, you are registered in the system for having a concealed weapon. And so automatically, if you got pulled over by the police, they would know if you have a concealed license. Gotcha. That's good to know. Yeah. Might as well keep that clear permit with your license just handed on both of them at the same time. Keep it right. safe. Yeah, well, that's why. That's why. And keep that team. That's why the instructor the stereo, that I, the class that I went through, he was like, "If you get this concealed license, just disclose it right off the break. You got a gun. It's separated. My ammunition's here. It's there. Or and if you're not carrying it, let's say you don't have it, but it's in the system. You get pulled over. Hey, I do have a concealed license, but I don't have a weapon on me at all. And you just let them know to put them at ease. The key is to put these cops at ease as best you can." And not be argumentative with them. Not, man, I got a license. Back the fuck up off me, all that. I mean, just play hey, it cool. You got, you know, you you the day, the, day the game is to get home. You heard, you heard what happened last week, though, right? With the Prince George's County, the, the cop, it was all over Facebook. And the cop was in, like, Upper Marble, not Upper Marble, but District Heights, you know, mm -hmm. Suitland District Heights area. And he's a cop. He gets pulled over by another cop. And, you know, he was carrying... Obviously, he has a license because he's a cop, and he was actually carrying it on his hip. And, you know, he was just talking about all the motions that he had to go through, and he was scared for his life because the joint kind of went south. 
But the only thing that really saved him was the fact that he was a cop. And I guess the guy looked it up. I'm not certain. So at least to my question, uh, with a concealed carry, even in Maryland, you're allowed to still, while transporting, you're still allowed to have it on your hip, aren't you? Yeah, you, you are. But again, the, the, the class I went to, the guy was telling us to do it as a best practice. You know what I mean? Okay. Because yeah. again, you know, things are so... Things are so heightened nationally, right? But specifically in our in our states, you just don't know what John Q. Law cop you're gonna come across, right? And be all black man with a gun, you know what I mean? And and, and well, I mean, you know, be argumentative with any of them guys, or what have you? Just, yeah. you just be like, look, I have it. They're separate. You can check my stuff. You can run me in the system. You see, all my stuff is legit. You're just doing everything you can to defuse it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you gotta remember when a police officer sees a black man sitting in the car, it's just like if you walk in somebody's house and they got a Rottweiler. That's how they look at us. A Rottweiler yeah. walking around and it ain't on a leash or a big ass pit bull. They are immediately on guard and they are like, I need to be able to take action if I quickly if I have to. Now that's a shame yeah. and it shouldn't be like that, but that's the reality. That's how they see us when they when they walk up on us. It's like they're wild, Rottweiler, big as hell, frothing at the mouth, walking around somebody's living room unleashed. And you'd be like Shit. And Carl, you know what's funny about that is that's how we're viewed as the Rottweiler versus the white boy is viewed as a poodle. And they and they all well, you know, you know I wouldn't I wouldn't would say poodle because that's 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 kind of demeaning to 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 a white man's manhood, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they uh, looked at much like a Labrador, you know what I'm saying? Well, Where, you know, we didn't we didn't rock my, my, my point, they my point they is they're Labrador. not viewed as ferocious where we are. You know, they the, the, the white well, guy I mean, didn't know. have all kind of ARs and pistols, and they and the cops would do what they can to talk them down and defuse the situation. We're automatically off hey, the break with us. Black man this. with a gun, you're automatically a threat just knowing that there's even potentially a gun in your car. If you go back to the, the peaceful protest at Stone Mountain, Georgia, I mean, they didn't have a permit. You had individuals carrying guns. Right, even they though it was open carry, they did yeah, have assault a rifles, and they let them pass. So I think that there has to be a certain level of tolerance, and I think that people seeing some of these videos helps the conversation. But there's still a lot to be done, so you kind of have to figure out. Look, the cops aren't going to be psychologists or understand how to deal with people that may be a little off or how to to call to calm someone down that may not look like them. But I think that should be part of their process. But at the same time, as you see more of this visually that helps kind of desensitize it too. So you're not always like on guard. But again, like you said, the PG County cop, you can be in a situation where you think you're covered, something goes south and, you know, and, and there's a life lost. So. Yeah. I thought the, uh, the cop down in, in, I mean, not the cop, but the, uh, the group in Georgia that were going a thousand strong. I thought there was the permit that they had. You're saying they didn't have a permit. Yeah. This article I read said it did not have a permit. And so the park oh, yeah. officials allowed them to continue to protest, you know, and, and, and not and, agitate the situation. Well, you know what? If you apply that, logic that, to the that, situation, if you apply logic to the situation, they, they can't they can't help but agree with you. It's like, right. hey, brother, look, I got a exactly. I have a right to bear arms. You know what I'm saying? I can walk around. I'm not threatening anybody. I'm not about to shoot anybody. Why can't I be here? And in their heart of hearts, they have to say, damn, well, uh, brother, I, got a point. I, I, I think you gotta draw a distinction though, KB. Because there's a difference between myself or two or three of us that's 
you know, having arms and walking down to, you know, down to uh, Stone Mountain, you know what I'm saying? Because I've seen plenty of instances where the cops have stopped, you know, armed, uh, legally armed black men who are in the South that are walking with their arms and get accosted. Oh, yeah. And so my point is, is this, and this goes to why we need to be a collective, uh, and I like this group that walked down in Georgia, is that if you decide that you're going to walk down somewhere as a black man with your gun open, I think you need to do it in force. I think it needs to be 10 or 15 plus, because at the end of the day, they're not used to seeing that, and they're not going to bow down to that. They're going to have to get SWAT to come out to do that. Somebody need to get some leashes for these pit bulls and rottweilers. What is well, going they, they're going to have to spend a lot of resources because at the end of the day, you them guys, it looked like they were ready for something to go down. And so they weren't playing, they were no, they weren't playing, wait, they weren't playing no fucking games. I think the name of the group is Not Fucking Around or something like that. Coalition. Not Fucking Around Coalition. Yeah, and so, but that's, I think that's how it's got to be. You got to come out in force to let them know we're not messing around. And like that brother, that video is circulating. It was actually supposed to be like 18,000 of them. Yeah. Yeah, he was saying a lot of them yeah. didn't show up because they yeah, punked out. Didn't show up. Mm-hmm. But y'all saw the other video circulate on social media with the brother with the, with the AR-15 and he had kind of a crowd around him. And he's talking yeah. about how they was down to protect those ladies and they got threatened before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bad he, was just, he was just applying logic, man. That's what you got to do. But you got something, Lou? I mean, it's they weren't, it was uh, one individual in each case, Thanksgiving, ironically, uh, same day in two, 2018, uh, two guys who were legally um, armed, uh, one guy that was his job is security, uh, doing his job, um, the guy in Chicago, or in Illinois somewhere, um, was... Um, security guard like a lounge or a bar some guy started shooting individuals in there he uh, he disarms the guy and has him down uh, has security uh, vest on police roll up ask no questions see him with his gun out with, on top of the guy and shoot him and kill him immediately um, other instance was in Alabama um where there was a shooting at a mall. This guy, um, Fitzgerald Bedford Jr., pulls out his gun, starts assisting uh, the people in there, getting them to safety. Police roll up because they had reports of a shooting. See him with his gun out, kill him immediately. So, Paul, to your point, you go out there and play hero by yourself. You sort of flip of the coin, the cops to show up if they're going to ask questions, uh, figure out what's going on, or they're just going to shoot the first black man they see. Um, or you just take the uh, 1990 Morehouse going down the West End approach and, and roll deep. But that being said, uh, party people, we appreciate you tuning in. Just want to go around the horn. Anybody got any parting shots before we close it out? Yeah, get your gun. Yeah, you perfect. Chuck. Chuck, what you got? Keep a gun, baby. Protect yours. At all. By, by, by all the time. All the time. Join NAGA, N-A-A-G-A, and then join your local chapter and, and be, be on. 
Crump, you had your clarification. We're moving on. JT? Yeah, be aware of the gun laws in your local state, your local town and city, and, you know, get up to speed on them. All right, Crump, go ahead. Give me a parting shot, dog. Parting shot is stay armed so you don't get harmed. And how <laughs> long you work on that one? Don't, don't be a victim. Crump, let, me th- let me put the beatbox on that. <laughs> I swear they're gonna always be tired of playing the victim, fool. Those New York boys will always be rappers from Queens, I swear. <laughs> Just like freshman year. Yep. Set the jukebox down down there. Quasi, what you got, dog? Hey, I think we exercise our right, you know, for the Second Amendment. And like James say, man, know the laws because there's a there's a, a lot of responsibility that comes with the right to bear arms. And while we all want to protect ourselves and our families. We got to do it responsibly so we don't get hauled off to jail for shooting people. Uh, so just be mindful of the laws. Get some cool training, pay. man. Go to the range. Chuck, I we, mean, got I yours, mean, I like- we got yours, Chuck. Man, come on. Cool K, okay, go ahead. I, I'm going to bite what Jay said. Stay on so you don't get home, big guy. <laughs> like, I think that's the tone for the day. Stay that's on right. so you don't get harm. So and uh, we're going to close out this episode. We appreciate y'all tuning in. Uh, make sure go back. Look at the previous episode. We did Black Lives Matter. We did Civil Rights. We did Mental Health. Um, all of them are riveting. You know what I'm saying? Great conversation. Go to the website, thehouse94.com. Go to the comment section. Tell us what you think. We, uh, we, we you know, we all well accomplished men. We, we don't get our feelings hurt. So give us your good feedback. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. If it's something that you want to hear, want to see, want us to talk about, put it out there, or just any kind of feedback. And like I said, go look at the other episodes. And uh, stay tuned. We got more to come. Appreciate you tuning in. We out.